0: Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's Thursday edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick, unshaven and unbuzzed. cut. I got to cut my hair after the show. Uh, We have an incredible show for you today. Now, I'm going to be honest. I was up to the wee hours last night making a few thumbnails for what I thought was going to be the big announcement for Xbox today. It didn't happen, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to reserve it. I'm gonna keep reserve those it. a secret because I don't want to, you know, let anybody in on the secret mm-hmm. that I might or may not have known about. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. still have an incredible show that I wrote for you today. But we have to get to, of course, the incredible panel that helps propel the show forward. And we're gonna start first with someone that makes this show fantastic each and every week the subtle voice of the trophy room halo fan number one and that's right Sorry. even beats out luke lore the fake halo fan he's a
1: fake halo fan Isn't i've he been a saying a this for years, years.
0: joe how the you worst. doing brother welcome
1: first off he he comes in here like oh i got like i'm a level 98 or whatever on on the halo fives <laughs> right and i come in because like <laughs> i came in at the halo five launch where the multiplayer was real rough and i just exited out like i started like Level 20 is when I started, right? Now I'm level like 50-something, and I'm just getting number one spots every match. Luke can't keep up. He's somewhere in the distance. This is
0: not surprising to me because I was a witness to his greatness, folks. We got into the Halo tournament. We got into the semifinals. And you think it was because of Boomstick? Nope. It was him, Zemi, okay. and several people that carried Mr. Boomstick through. Now, again, no <laughs> wrong, I came in third a couple of times. But yeah. listen, the, the, the real champion here is Mr. Bad Bit. Mr. PlayStation Halo fan number one. That's right. Thanks for being here, brother. And welcoming back. Now, this is this is a gentleman. It might be the hardest working guy. I would even dare say with as many shows as he's launching, uh, he has been on a tear Uh N64 Josh, thank God your router is working today. Oh, and how many shows have you launched? Is it 13? I don't know.
2: 75. <laughs> I don't here. The, the amazing thing is, is I just landed a job in the game industry and I'm launching two more shows for good this for you, company. dude. So Excellent. Excellent. Uh, if you're I'm gonna just do a little plug. If you if you're an indie plug game developer, away, brother,
0: sell your brand.
2: If, if you're an indie game developer. Uh, and you're making a game on Unity, check out Beamable. That's the company I'm now working for and making nice. content for, and it's the, their mantra is we fight for the game maker, and it's... Ooh, it's I like it. It's so it's so amazing to, to work with so many amazing people and... To, to be able to work alongside uh game devs and uh, i just i'm i'm loving it and and yes Chris. the shows are coming out the halo infinite podcast is going strong we're growing a community we're we're just having fun with games we're just having fun with games and the nintendo powercast still happening that we're, we're just gonna play mario golf and talk about nintendo because i just mario golf is
0: with. so much fun now here's crazy mm-hmm, about that i mm-hmm. haven't played the regular Mario golf. I've been doing the adventure with the me and I can't stop playing. It's, it's just really good. I love having to run after my shot, like a lunatic, knock everybody out of the way and then take the next <laughs> shot before the next person. It is, it's madness. Yeah,
2: that's, mm. that's it. with, with, with friends and family, it's been a it's been a great time as well. That so, might be
0: a family dispute. I, I'm gonna say that right now. Listen, uh, don't call 911 if you're beating each other over with clubs because <laughs> I don't want no part of it. <laughs> well, listen, Josh, it's great to have you back, brother. Uh, saw this tweet with your son that he drove on the highway. Beautiful, beautiful sharing that with the community. I remember when my dad did that with me. And uh, that's that's big, brother. So, listen, congratulations on, you know, teaching just on the drive. And he passed and his
2: test. He's nice. He's, the Excellent. problem now is getting an appointment to get his license. That's well.
0: It. Yeah, that's that's well. I mean, listen, he passed what he had to do. So good on him for that. But listen, last and no way least. Now, this gentleman over here doesn't get enough credit for the knowledge bombs that he drops. His 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 art of link linguist. I, I, I maybe that's how you even say it. maybe it's not even a word, but his way of speaking captivates me as a host but i think he does a good job with the community vj have you had your spot of tea and are you ready for today's show
3: yep yes to both boom i'm ready to go
0: <laughs> excellent well it is great to have you brother listen folks I- i'm gonna say this right now um i'm gonna do a little advertising uh now this this what i'm gonna do next is mrs boomstick's idea come to fruition and she said on monday she says you know boom well, she doesn't call me Boom. She calls me Craig. But we haven't done a giveaway in a while, and I want to do something special for the channel and for the community. So I said, "Well, what did you have in mind?" Now she, listen, the reality is, is that she comes up with a tremendous amount of incredible ideas, uh, and this is the next one, folks. I'm going to throw up the advertisement on the air. Here we go, Xbox Factor Christmas in next week. The both episodes of the. Xbox Factor podcast, both Tuesday and Thursday, Mrs. Boomsick and I are giving away two, one for each show, $100 Xbox gift cards so you can go and buy an Xbox Design Lab controller on us. And how do you do that? Well, simple. Tune in for the show. That's it. And Mrs. Boom is going to run the picker. And we're going to pick a winner live on the air mid-show. By the start of, of topic three for both uh, um, for both shows, we will be picking a winner live. And almost instantaneously, as soon as the show is done, we will be DMing you or emailing you with your $100 Xbox code. And you don't got to do anything but just show up to enjoy the program And that's it. And that's just the start of what we're going to be doing this year. we got some big plans for the end of the year with Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. And we also have um, the uh, uh, Boom's Birthday Bash where you win the prizes, not me. And uh, we'll be doing that in September towards the end of the month. But now that the advertising is done, now that we've had some laughs, folks, I got to be honest. I don't like to curse. Right? That's not my thing. Not how I sell my brand, but story number one is one of those stories that I almost feel encouraged to kind of let my hair down or my my mohawk down because the one thing that I have always stood against is bullying. Does not do well with me. Not it's never happened to me personally. Never really got bullied in school, but I know people that did, and I didn't like it then. And as a police officer, well now retired. I as and were and a youth officer, I made sure that, that um bullies didn't have the voice, that I that, that the victims had the voice, and I was gonna step up for them. With that said, I gotta talk about topic number one. Psychonauts two has uh, been confirmed by Double Fine to have an invincibility mode or toggle specifically to allow anyone who wants to play this Double Fine uh, sequel to the OG Xbox modern-day classic, Psychonauts. And I think, personally, well, that's a good thing. Now, here is what Double uh, Double Fine's official Twitter account had to say on the matter. If you beat Psychonauts 2 with the invincibility toggle on, well, you still beat Psychonauts 2. All people should be able to enjoy games, all ages, all possible needs... It's an ongoing and important process in our industry and a challenge that we need to meet. At the end of the day, we want you to have fun, to laugh, to experience a story that affects you on whatever terms you want. Now, of course, like any newsworthy story on the interwebs, there are that subset of MFs. Now, I'm not going to get crazy with my curses. I'm going to kind of reel it in because there might be some kids listening. So these MFs, and you know what I'm talking about, came out in full force to obviously denounce the invincibility mode allowing for options and any for any players of any skill level. Apparently, that's a bad thing. Now, there is a two-pronged reason mm-hmm. why I decided to talk about Double Fine's next title uh, and obviously with the shows that I do, you're going to get conversations that may be a little off of the beaten path, because I think that a story like this, you're not going to I'm not I'm not calling anybody out. Listen, I do my store. I do my 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 shows the way I would want to hear them from a fan's perspective. That's why they're always fun, because I think about you folks first. It's like, what would they want to hear? Now, we're going to get into some really cool stuff towards the end of the show, but this is worthy of a conversation because of what I'm about to say. Now, I happen to come across uh, a a Twitter user. His name is uh, Cerebral Paul. Uh, Now, if you don't know that name, uh, he is a part of Noof Newcomb's show on Sunday morning, uh, Good Morning Xbox, on Sunday mornings, And uh, he's a big part of that show. And yes, he embraces his disability. He has cerebral palsy, and that's 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 a real thing, folks. Now, for those following along with the discussion in regards to the invincibility toggle that Double Fine recently added, you you know he did. And uh, you know what? Let, Let me just read his his tweet directly. For those following along with my discussion in regards to the invincibility toggle that Double Fine has added, you will note that I am getting all of the nastiness, but I never once said I was going to use the toggle. I will do what I can without it, but it's there when needed. Now, mm. now here's the thing, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up my tweets. I'm gonna go just give me a second to find it because what I wrote was pretty nasty and I think well deserved, not of course, to him, but to the assholes that would give him a hard time. Here's what I wrote. You shouldn't have to offer an apology nor an excuse to anyone or for, to anybody for playing how you want. Anyone who gives you shit for playing on a lower difficulty, for a handicap or pure preference, can go F themselves in capitals. You can tell them Mr. Boomstick said so, and I finished it off with, I got your six. Now, I'm ex-military. If you're military or or a former law enforcement, you understand that that simply means I got your back. Now, this is where I get real, folks. Now, if you are one of these MFs, who thought it was their right to tell another gamer with a disability, no less how to play a game. I'm going to tell you live on the air. You can go F yourself right Mm now. Uh, The Mm -hmm. last time I checked gaming was supposed to be hashtag fun, uh, a fun experience and one that differs for each gamer. Now, Joe, I want to go to you first on this because you had a lot to say in the green room and I'm interested to get your opinion on this again, folks, not the biggest story, but a (laughs) real story that needs discussion. What are yeah. your thoughts
1: on this? And honestly, I think these are the, the discussions we ought to have, right? I as agree. as yeah. As a community, these are the conversations to help us grow as a community, right? So, um, first and foremost, I, I saw people like, you ain't a real gamer if you beat it on easy. Like, whatever. Like, first off, shut up. Shut <laughs> shut up. Don't,
0: don't <laughs> take games that The of that comment alone don't, deserves don't a backslap.
1: Yeah. You're not a real gamer. Okay. If I watched a movie at one fifth or or one point five speed, it doesn't make me a better movie watcher. Shut, shut up. <laughs> uh, so that said, you know, I, if if a game has an easy mode or just any mode, if if they give you a difficulty scale, explore that scale. Right. That's the the developers put that in the game, so it's it's yours to to use appropriately. So whether you be a game on hard, whether you be a game on easy, who cares? Because that's, it's in the game. And if you're utilizing what's in the game, that's not cheating or whatever. And in the age of which like we all miss our cheat codes, it's really weird that people are so upset about invincibility toggles or anything like that. Cause to me, that's just like the evolution of it. I hope there's an
0: achievement for it so I can toggle it and then untoggle yeah. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, for, for, for me, uh, you know, it, it's a three pronged approach. And I talked a little bit about it on the trophy room. So I'll, I'll do the Spark Notes version here. If, if, if there's a difficulty setting and you're a gamer and they're there, use it. I, I, I'm a good gamer. I'm good at a video game. I don't, I don't like to brag, but, uh, if you're playing on easy, that, that it doesn't take away from any of your experiences. That said, if you're a developer and you're putting an easy mode in your game, or you don't want to put an easy mode in your game, or if you have accessibility options or not, because that takes dev time and a lot of money to do. Yes. Then that is your choice and and people have to respect that choice. Right, so when people say From Software doesn't have them, blah blah blah, get over yourself, zero no difficulty, bullcrap. It's like, well, no, that's From's decision, and right. they have every yes. right to make that decision. Right. Um, it's not proving your point because you have other games out there. Um, let's just say I don't know, Spider-Man. For example, where you could toggle all sorts of things on or off, yes. you can make that game pretty darn challenging for yourself or not. Same with like a gr- great example for for Souls esque, uh, you know, comparison is like a game like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, where I beat that game on Super Hard mo- mode yes. because. Um,
0: and that's because you enjoy those yeah. types of very difficult gaming because you're a Souls fan. Someone Absolutely. like myself. Now I'm not gonna sit in lie to you. You know how I played it. On normal, which is yeah. what I normally play. Now I usually play through a game on normal, then hit it back up on hard. For Call exactly. of Duty, I play on hardened from start, and yep. I go right to the hardest difficulty afterwards, because you know yeah. I, that that's just what I do. I, I want the achievements, but it, that that's not for everybody.
1: It's not for everybody, and honestly, those 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 you know invincibility toggles are there for. For people with disabilities, yes. for people that have things like cerebral palsy, my sister-in-law has a neurological disability, so it hurts when she moves certain certain ways uh, with her wrist, especially. So, like, it's it's not made for you. So, who 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 cares? Honestly, who cares? It, it, this shit don't concern you. Yeah, you're, you're probably, you you'll probably you wouldn't have known if it if it wasn't told to you. At the same exact time, there's the third branching path a game reviewer um you know cuz i saw that going that, well yes. if you're reviewing a game come on now the easiest of ability. and i would say this cuz as a person who has been lucky enough to get some codes from devs and such um i i, I i'm going to reveal the the i'm going to pull back the curtain for a second sometimes you get a a, a game a week and a half early sometimes yes. you get a game on the day of sometimes you get it a day late um it, it's it is a, a challenging thing to say you know what i need to beat this game i need to understand its mechanics i need to write uh write a you know 1000 plus essay on it i need to find the captures that for this game that are interesting i need to edit this shit together i need to make the vo that's a whole lot of stuff to do it is work uh, I don't care what anybody else has to say. So that said, if you have a review out there, me personally beat that shit on normal because at the, at the lower right hand of that screen, it says for most of the time, this is how the developers optimized this game for sometimes you're playing a game on a hard mode and it feels like your lightsaber is a nerf gun, right? It just doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel great. Sometimes you're playing on an easy mode and it's actually too easy. Right. So, you know, the balance is meant for that default setting, which is what most people are going to play, which is medium. So I'd recommend if you're a reviewer and I know I do it, beat it on normal at the same exact time. I'm not good at puzzles, really shitty at puzzles, boom. So like there are times where a game I get early,
0: All right. I don't, I don't know what happened to Joe. That's weird. Okay. We're going to, there he is. Joe, what happened? I don't know. It just died.
1: It, it, right, well, I listen, guess please. they please. didn't want me to speak the truth. No, speak to speak your truth, brother. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> I, you know, I suck at puzzle games. And so sometimes they don't give me a guide to help me solve the dumb puzzle. So I'm stuck there for hours. So again, sometimes I'm like, okay, can I have like a skip the puzzle mode? That would be fantastic. So it, it, My whole thing is like, if you're beating it on another difficulty, that is what most people are going to play that difficulty as I feel like the best you can do just to let people know is like, Hey, I played X amount of game on easy for, to get this review out on time, or, Hey, I played the majority of this game on normal default i explored the scale to make sure it's appropriate for everyone like just let it be known and i'm totally fine with that because if you're playing it on the easiest difficulty and like your review isn't based on accessibility then you are missing out on some mechanics or the depth of those mechanics so it's a scale but we have to be respectful to each other you know like not every gamer is wants a challenge our our good friend luke lore um he plays sometimes games on easy i'll out him as an easy player from time to time because his thing is like i don't want to be challenged i want to feel like uh unstoppable force in a video game and that's awesome if that's your way to to you escape and to with decompress, press awesome like for me it's like i want the challenge i i want that dopamine rush that's going to hit when you wanna, I beat you want to be punished
0: with what you're you're a masochist Ex- secretly
1: Exactly. So, you know, people experience games different than you. Doesn't make it a bad thing. It just makes video games cool because we get enjoyment. Our the the games tick that dopamine hit differently for for people, and yes. that's awesome. And more people playing games is great. So, putting invincibility in a game, I I don't care. That said, too, if if like Bloodborne two was like, hey, From Software, you know, came out there like, hey, gang, we solved the issue. Uh, we, we're putting an easy mode in the game. I'm not going fr- to complain. That's from
3: software's
1: you don't have to vision. Play
0: that way, Joe. You, I don't have to, to but like that.
1: that is the that is the developer's vision. I need to respect that vision, just like how right now they're just like, no, there's the game. And first off, no, from software is going to have a difficulty scale, but <laughs> but right. like if, if that is the director's vision, that is the director's vision. Respect right. it. Or if that's what the budget allots, that's what the budget allots. So, you know, this is another growing pain in the industry. And I'm sorry for the TED talk, but. No, dude, that's what we hear. This is a
0: conversational Mm -hmm. podcast. I just get heated.
1: Yes. Because I I, I hate this. I hate people being nasty to each other and then people going, "Uh, people are sending their audiences after me. Oh, you guys are nothing. It's like, no, you're not. It's Twitter. You can log off, settle down. Yep. And if you don't beat through the fire flames on Guitar Hero 3 on Expert, you're not a real fan.
0: There you go. And I saw that, that. was like, Good on you for that. Good on you. Listen, yeah. real quick, before we bring in Josh, uh, I got to catch up on some of the super chats. been quite a few of them. First of all, Dimitri and more generous friend. Of this community, but of course, of Double Barrel Gaming, he is drops an outstanding final super chat, and I gotta say, we gotta celebrate with him. I'm throwing, I'm gonna throw his, I'm, gonna th- I'm so excited. I'm gonna throw his up. Boom! I just got my Series X. I'm so excited. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Well, congratulations, GD man. I mean, that is awesome. These things are like. Finding like four leaf clovers, you can't find them. Uh, so thanks for the generosity. We also had another super chat coming from our good friend Gerald Mac, generous friend of the show. He drops a two dollars super chat. And says, "I'm in there. I want to win." Well, of course, brother, you'll be entered into the contest. You're always here, brother, and you certainly will be a part of it. And that contest will be coming to you next week, live and unfiltered, of course. Let me just catch up again. We got a, quite a few super chats. I want to make sure I don't miss anybody because I always feel really, really crummy when I do. Because you guys don't owe me anything. Here we go. Uh, Mike Johnson drops a very generous ten dollars. says my favorite channel to listen to. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks, Mike. I definitely appreciate that, and I'm glad that some you know that that I can you know give people you know a good place to come and hang out listen to the show definitely appreciate that gary duddle another generous friend of the show he drops a 10 pound super chat and says back in the day you used to get three lives to finish a game and that was it nowadays you mostly get unlimited lives so every modern game is really in easy mode anyway let people play how they want and i absolutely agree uh gary i think that People just take this shit way too serious, and it's it's not – again, it's not that serious. Outbreak Podcast, who's here every freaking time I do a show, Outbreak – thank you, love you, brother. He drops a $2 Super uh, uh, $2 Chat and says, this is why I watch – for the mo- the important topics you cover. Well, thanks for that, dude. I, I appreciate it, I- and I- and I'm glad people dig it. Again, we're, we're going to get to some really really juicy ones, but this one was worthy at least of a conversation. Uh, uh, Resting Craig's face drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Don't please, he players mod hack every game." Uh, uh, to and invis- or to, to for invincibility or infinite ammo or other game-breaking nonsense, you think they would be celebrating? Uh, that, that's you know that's that's a very interesting point. I honestly don't know. But Josh, let's let's get your opinion on this uh, shenanigans. What, where, where do you fall into? Uh, what 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 transpired during the you know the, the, the conversation of you know having an, an invincibility toggle as an option?
2: I immediately think of of two things. One, I played
0: Ninja Gaiden on the original Xbox. Yep, me too. I would. I, I beat that game. I beat and Ninja Gaiden Black on the hardest level. P.S. By the way, Joe. There.
1: <laughs> oh, <hot> <laughs> damn!
2: <laughs> so I would. So this was before Black, right? This was the this was the OG, and it didn't. Ha- I mean, it was. It was like you you get good or you go to bed crying. And that's <laughs> that's what I would that's what I would do every night. I would go to bed. I'm like, I'm trading this game in tomorrow. I'd tell my wife, I'm trading this game in tomorrow.
0: That's hilarious. And
2: but then it also it's what drove me, right? Like I would get up the next day and I'd finally beat a boss and I was like, Yes, okay. I loved the challenge. Yeah. I also think about my six-year-old daughter playing Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U. And She would die so many times. And then finally she would get this gold leaf and it would give her a white Tanuki suit. That was basically like star power and she could run through the levels. And I remember the day that I came home from work and she was like, dad, I'm at Bowser and I, I I'm going to need your help so we can beat this one together. Right. And it was the first game she played all the way through and she would have gotten frustrated and stopped if that hadn't had that ability for her. Great point. So game makers, I, I feel like these people that are like, you're not a real gamer. Like, what is your definition of gamer first and foremost? And why is your life so pitiful that you even have to have a sentence come out Thank of you. your mouth like that? Like, w- I just don't understand. But but two, these, these game makers... Are trying to cater to such a massive, o- like they want to cater to a huge audience, yeah, so that all skill levels can play and find enjoyment, right? And if if literally somebody else being able to just enjoy the story of Psychonauts and not have to worry about dying, that, how problem? does that, how does this hurt anybody else? Yeah. I just I just don't quite understand it, right? And it's always the it's always the the, the people on Twitter. That are the the most negative are always the loudest, right? And and it's just it it makes zero sense to me. The more people that can enjoy something that can that can find an escape, and and play these games the way they want to play them, good. Like pure. That's that's it. There's not. I mean, I don't I don't even these these guys don't even deserve the 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 effort that we're we're we're, the the energy that we're 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 giving them for the like they're they're just at the end they're just dumb i just i don't know how else to say it like like somebody else enjoying something is not is not uh, enjoying a game on an easy mode or invincibility mode not hurting you you know and for somebody else to be able to go man i played all the way through that game to be a part of the conversation on twitter about how they beat the game it doesn't matter how they did it if they're stoked about it if they're excited about it if they enjoy it more power to them more power yeah. to them those of yeah. us that are hardcore or whatever because um, you know
0: <clears throat> we can we can enjoy it the way
2: we, we well, I mean you, enjoy you it.
0: again if there's an easy mode you can completely discard it because it's it it's doesn't easy. it doesn't personally affect you or you're not you know you're not interested in it uh VJ let's get your Final opinion on topic number one. <coughs> a, little, a, little, a little spicy to start today as we close in on past 300 people here. Thank you so much for being here. If you're new to Double Barrel Gaming, please consider subscribing to the channel. You get four, that's right, four, let me with my camera, four shows per week, two Xbox Factor podcasts, and, and you get bookends. So Monday nights, primetime gaming, and of course, Friday morning, you get breakfast with Boom. Uh, well, VJ, what what are your thoughts on the shenanigans that has ta- mm-hmm. has, has, has taken over social media in the last forty eight hours?
3: Um, just a, a full disclosure, boom. I'm I'm on a weekly uh, Wednesday panel with Paul on uh, stuff oh, oh, very
0: good. So you have even more of a personal uh, note to this uh, conversation.
3: Excellent. Yeah. So, look, I, I can see. You, you know my kind of feelings on this. I can see, when I see stuff like this, I can see sort of entitlement, uh, ignorance, stupidity, and arrogance, right, is visibly rife on Twitter. And it's, uh, and it's a creeping shadow of sorts, right, that's sort of ever-growing in society and, and the human psyche. Day by day, um, you know, we see the emergence of it. And perhaps it's always been there behind closed doors, you know, until the emergence of uh, technology, which has obviously given birth to, you know, expression, uh, or covert expression, should I say, via digital social outlets, and all whilst you know many can remain anonymous um, to some degree. Um, I, I think I'm like uh, I have to agree with Josh. I, I don't like to pay attention to the goblins on Twitter or afford them sort of afford these mindless comments airtime, especially on uh, an important show like yours, Boom um they shouldn't interest us or or affect us which which is not easy and i I understand that when you see something um which challenges your perspective and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever you feel you feel a movement right within you to to respond and what i realize is that you know 99 percent of the comments on twitter um and um it's not a fact obviously but on twitter pretty much impoverish us impoverish us i should say by by trying trying to bring us down to their level, or uh, of um, how can I put it, of their sort of uh, of the opposite, you know, in terms of their mindless ineptitude, um, which is you know always on display. Uh, what what I will say is that those who would sort of maintain a status quo and are up up in the up in arms or whatever it is, um, as if you know, as if they're game designers or, or whatnot, you know, and um, and you know they want to sort of um, you know sort of uh, Pur- purview or, or dictate, you know, the decisions that some of these developers invest in or and uh, and the way that they make games, and especially this different approach, you know, from, um, in terms of Psychonauts too, to include everyone, I, I think is, is is more than welcome. And, but as I say, you know, the people on Twitter, you know, they, they would think, you know, you're breaking a commandment or performing a cardinal sin the way that people go on. But thankfully, you know, these individuals, which I'm sure is of minority, They hold sort of no governing rank or sort of tyrannical status, nor do they possess any power or logical grounds. I should add, to demand, direct, or dictate or regulate. You know, uh, what and how games are created, let alone accessibility options. If I don't know if this is an appropriate place to say it, but it's just thoughts that are popping in my head. If these sorts of human beings were in charge of us all, we'd still have segregation in play, right? The people of color would still be sitting on the back of buses. That's, I that's a great, that's
0: a, dude, that's a fantastic you know, point, dude. Yeah, I think you're onto of something.
3: Yeah, out of 53 or 55 Louisiana, I forget the year, uh, my memory's not what it used to be, but. In regards to accessibility, I believe there are several games I truly wanted to experience for the artistry, setting, game design, lore, and or storytelling, or whatever you know floats your boat in terms of when you play a game or how it engages your imagination. But simply, um, they were too difficult for me to enjoy, and Sekiro is probably one of the ones, and, and Neo comes to mind as well, but, but all due respect to From Software, uh, you know, a slightly more lenient or forgiving version of its game, because I remember there was a whole debate about that right Yeah, last it was. Year ago. Yeah. And, and it would be welcomed by many, but however, uh, to Mr. Badbit's uh, point, I think that the design integrity of the game and the meticulous, meticulous way I think I was watching uh, the way that they keyframe animations of enemies you know, for, for an extensive period of time, all the way up until the time the game was released, and the, the direction and the timing of that, um, in order to sort of convey, I don't know, is it what, an opportune moment for, for the protagonist to strike or the player to strike, might make that game impossible to make, right, or make it more lenient. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't played it enough. because. To Josh's point, I did go in the next day and trade it in. So, so <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, you know, but uh, I, you know, but I'm sure, you know, as I'm, what I'm trying to say is, there's that. I'm not having a go at it from on Sam Shen. There, there are reasons as to why based on game design, why why it's keeping developed like that. It's not every game can be made accessible for everybody, but let's be honest, there's a hell of a lot of games out there. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we've talked about video gaming, you know, regardless of, of the format, type or style of game that anyone prefers to play and, and how the most important thing is how enga- a game engages, you know, one's imagination. And I guess the question should be, why should some imag- imaginations uh, be told to go without? right, Uh, said experience. But what if some of these potential people that are are accessing games that can't play them on high difficulty levels are potentially even great creators of tomorrow, ready to be inspired, but won't be because they've been... You know marginalize some due respect so some may say you know steady on old chap you're taking this video game related topic a bit too seriously aren't you i i don't think so and, I, and that's why i like this sh- particular show because we always come up with these amazing topics that get you thinking and as i say i don't think so and i believe it's such a far-reaching topic that touches on so many sort of social community and sort of behavior-led aspects of what's going wrong with a much more reactionary society than the one I grew up in, you know, decades ago. And the world's in some ways is regressing and the poor are for it. I I take issue with people who prefer to say pull the ladder up, Jack, and sod the rest. It's it's immoral, unethical, delinquent, and and short-sighted. I'm not saying in every case, but majority of the times it is. The this accessibility and Difficulty uh, adjustment topic reminds me of a quote that I was thinking about when the um, when the issue surrounding Sekiro was launched. Right, it says first something is I'm paraphrasing it, so please forgive me. First something different is ridiculed. Subsequently, it's sort of violently opposed. Finally, it's accepted as being self-evident. <laughs> and and in this case, it's the philanthropy of inclusivity. Right? Why? Some haven't managed to bypass or forego, I should say, the the, the first two gates I've just mentioned automatically in regards to this topic, is beyond me. But um, anyway, but I'm going to stop there, Ben. Before I carry on. Well, I mean, listen, you bring up some fantastic points, and
0: again, this is this again, nice opening salvo. uh, You know, a little bit of seriousness. I I think that again, everyone does their own shows their own way, and and I applaud it. I, I just think that for me that when I see stuff like this, I have to talk about it. I have somewhat of a platform, even though it's small, and I love bringing different conversations to the table, but I definitely want to get on to topic number two, and this one's pretty good. This one is, uh, again, one of those fun topics you look, you look forward to. Uh, our good friends over at Xbox Era. You know those chaps over there. I'm going to be a guest on that show uh, in um, – and two weeks on the 24th with John and uh, Special Nick. Can't, cannot wait to get on that. Uh, we now got some new information and some additional information to multiplayer in Halo Infinite that will ultimately have a huge impact on how we communicate with our teammates, especially when you're playing like... Big team battle. Now, yesterday, three four three industries released the newest issue of their monthly employee spotlight feature, which I think is awesome. Uh, this time, focusing on lead multiplayer designer Andrew Witz. Now, in the in the in the write up, Witz is described what uh, what it's like working on a project for as long as they've been doing uh you know halo infinite keeping the team morale high and the thing that he's proud the things that he's most proud of perhaps the most interesting call out from this conversation is the new mark system now if you don't know what i'm talking about wits describes the mark system as a feature where players can specifically mark a spot in the world or on the map that lets their teammates know vital information like enemy position or weapon locations. This is the first time Halo's multiplayer will have a system like this. Now, this is, you know, he obviously admits that this was inspired by games like Apex Legends where it has its ping system. And we saw shortly after that, you know, ping system that Fortnite added it. I mean, they're very quick. They, very they, they, they Pivot pretty quickly at Epic. So they also have a ping-type system. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you. Personally, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool that if you, you know, let's say, for instance, someone wasn't using a, a mic, which you probably shouldn't use when you're playing multiplayer, especially on a team. But let's say, for instance, you didn't have it or yours died or whatever. You If you, if you play with a crew, you know that when they throw a ping down, that's where you got to go or that's where you got to avoid whatever. But I think it's going to be fantastic for Halo Infinite uh, for multiple reasons to be honest with you. Uh, I like the fact that 34 industries is hip to what gamers are using in current multiplayer titles more so the ability to adapt while still keeping Halo as close to the ground as possible is certainly reassuring for me as a diehard fan now for example. Xbox Era received confirmation that Halo's multiplayer or multi- Halo Infinite's multiplayer is drawing even more inspiration from previous Halo titles that uh, that were thought uh, to be, you know, big. Kind of like Halo Champion uh, CE or even Halo Three. Joe, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, man. So this is really awesome. Uh, first, I th- I'm pretty sure we're getting an announcement soon. It has to be soon. Yeah, um, I, I, are you part of the program of the? Uh, I signed the, up yesterday. I signed, I signed up.
0: Y- I signed up about a week ago, and I'm like, man, yeah. I hope I get in because I really they keep want
1: advertising to, like, it. Yeah, like they
0: do. Yeah, yeah.
1: dude, I, I I I just love I just love how they keep talking to us. Um, I love how they keep sharing with the us.
0: Transparency is incredibly important, Joe.
1: Yep, yep, and I I I re- I really dig it um of course you all know i'm rooting for this game this is still my most anticipated game this year and uh yeah i love how they're doing these community or, or these employee spotlights and and just still getting to tease a little bit of this game um i'm super pumped this this has me really excited um again it man halo like just give me the beta just let me in and I may not see light again because it's, it's going to be, it's going to consume me, man. But I love how they're listening. The, and, and obviously they've had to, you know, look at games like, yeah, like, yeah. like how ping systems work in like a Fortnite or a, you know, Apex Legends and adapting that to, to, to Halo. It's, it's awesome. And I, I want to see them not just adapt to things. But I want to see Halo change things. Innovate. In you, of, use exactly. what, use
0: what's in front of them and evolve. make it their evolve
1: own. the combat, yes. if I may. Yes, yes, I yes. Know, crazy, crazy thought. Uh, but yeah, so to me, I, I'm getting ready, man. I've been playing a ton of Halo Five, just an absolute uh, ungodly amount. Uh, <sighs> that's like my game right now, <laughs> to be honest. So, I'm um, I'm ready, man. This is this is cool. I now let me see Infinite. I just, I just wanted to launch at the best time for this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I absolutely agree, and, and, and like I said, I, I think here, what I think is incredibly important to the conversation is that three four three is being as candid as I think we can say they've ever been. I yeah. think it's, I think it's incredibly important to, to stress that because, obviously. This is a team that has an incredibly difficult job in delivering a great Halo, and I don't. Yeah. I, and listen, I know they're going to do it. Like I know some people are like, yeah, boom. What do you know about it? Whatever they they haven't yet. If that's what you think, then that's what you think. I'm not going to argue with you. I loved Halo Four, and I'm tell you right now, when that game came out, it was a looker, man. I mean, yeah. it had a great single player campaign, which I really enjoyed. Now, Garrett, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a big fan about the bad guys. Like I, I, I mm-hmm. like classic Halo stuff. Uh, the the Prometheans, they just didn't do it for me. I'm a, they really didn't, and they were wor- they were even worse than five because you fought the same boss a gazillion times, which is annoying <laughs> as hell. Um, yeah. But what they're doing is, and I and I and I think this, if you had any doubts to whether or not they're actually listening to the community, yes. all you have to do. Is look at what happened post July twenty third, twenty twenty, where people had a shit of a, a stroke. That uh, it didn't look graphically the greatest game, but it looked fun. I don't know. I thought it looked fantastic. I would I, w- I would have taken that Halo no problem. But I'm glad they delayed it. Right to be honest, I'm glad yes. that they did. And past that reveal, what have we been privy to? We've been privy to update after update after update and, 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 and deep dives into multiplayer. I mean, who who hasn't watched that multiplayer uh, you know, video a half a dozen times? I've watched it over a dozen times because I am an old-school Halo fan, and that looked very old-school slash Halo 3 to me, so I'm yeah. all in. Uh, Josh, you have a Halo channel. So, of course, you're going to attack this from the best way possible. Wh- what does... These you know, the, the, the almost community spotlight-esque type of situation where they they, they spotlight a developer and within hey, 343, which I think is dope, but the ping system, uh you know, listening to or looking at what works in other very popular shooters trying to make it their own thing. What are your thoughts on that? You know, we I've been playing with the uh Halo Infinite
2: podcast crew quite a bit, and almost every time we play, I hear one of them say, i wish i could ping right i wish i could just ping you know because this is this is what you hear all the time in halo two on my ex one shot yeah you know like absolute absolute yeah. one shot on my ex one know. guy
1: behind me at the <laughs> behind the
2: I'm dead. Blue, blue corner they're on blue <laughs> corner right like mm-hmm. like it I, I did see a like a, i believe it was a pro or maybe it was somebody that was just salty that was like this this is going to take some of the uh you know, some of the edge away you know, off or, or away from from the people that do learn the call-outs and everything like that. But look, it, almost like what we talked about in the last uh, topic a little bit, like they want to keep and engage with as many people as possible. And when you have shooters that have uh, you know, set new standards for what shooters should be, definitely get halo on board with that i mean there are people that are screaming that they don't want sprint in halo infinite and i'm just like (laughs) what are you like if you have you get into an engagement in halo 3 if you don't win you lose period there's no like there's no running and like trying to you know maybe maybe get to some cover and and get your shields back it's like every engagement pretty much unless unless you've really set yourself up for for a, a, a spot with cover That's just the way those old school games were. I understand people, you know, there's the nostalgia, but listen, Master Chief Collection isn't going nowhere. Xbox has done an amazing job of, of like keeping that, that rich history of all those Halo games in one place that you can still go and play Halo 3 if you want to. And Halo, and and Halo 2. But Infinite needs to, uh, I saw somebody in chat say, it not only needs to, you know, be, be be like relevant with current shooters but also start paving the way for some new i mean my favorite part of that multiplayer trailer is when the spartan pulls up his his left arm and a shield comes out and he reflects the noob combo back yes. at the other player i mean how god many bless times, <laughs> yes god bless right? how <laughs> many times have we been killed and and looking at that it's like
1: Plasma pistol garbage. And if you that, use it and that's your regular combo and you brag, and oh, look okay, at uh, Oh, I got this plasma pistol and battle rifle combo, bro. Uh, you're garbage. Did we Feel talk mad, about
0: shooting the energy sword, catching <laughs> it in the, in the air and cutting down yeah so the, the 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 next opponent like an actual mm-hmm. samurai come on stop mm-hmm. it well, josh how- you
1: triggered me because i hate the plasma pistol so much in halo 5 especially in Warzone where it has the vortex and oh, it sucks yeah. you in and i'm like i hate this thing i'm in a plane and they shoot me down how do they do this i hate
2: it <laughs> sorry i'm triggered now i got i'm sorry i'll 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 make sure I put plasma pistol in the trigger warning. It's a, it's uh, a, it's
1: the easy mode of Halo and I don't like no. it.
0: <laughs> so, where did that where did that plasma p- pistol touch you? Show me on the doll. <laughs> Everywhere. It doesn't miss.
2: It, it tracks, you know. So, it like it's those kind of things that like you see that very thing where it's like I, I hate being on the receiving end of that. It's not a the, the the noob combo is not something I'm going to go for on the regular, and it's going to make people think twice about it. And that kind of like for us old school Halo players, this is it, it's that kind of detail and that kind of uh, of design that you know those are those are fans of the series that they 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 want to evolve it, they want to get yeah, to don't. the next stage, and and so that just that little thing. Gets me very excited for what the future holds, what what kind of things we're gonna see from Halo, and of course it's gonna have ping. I mean, yeah. that I don't see anything. And wrong I think that's
0: with just that. the start of it. I, I I think that we're going to be I, I, you know what I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, what they're doing to keep the interest going in Halo to the end of the year, I think is brilliant. You know, they're not oversaturating the market with Halo information information that you're gonna forget about. They're drip feeding it, and I know some people are like, well, I kind of want it all, and I want it now, and, and, and I hear you, but it's nice to know that every time you know you you know there starts to be a little bit of a lull in H- Xbox news, you get a nice little nugget like this. And again, this is a this is a particular topic that you know I, I found I got I got the uh, the info from uh, Xbox Era. And I was like, you know what? That that actually sounds like a cool topic. Again, you're not, you may not hear about this on every show, but you're definitely going to hear it here. And I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more, especially when they start shouting out the the people behind the scenes. See, that's that's the one thing that we they they do great. Now we all know the heads of these studios, right? We all know like the producers and 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 the and, the, and the, you know the, the face of of X, Y, and Z uh, game. But it's really nice to get, uh, uh, you know, some information on who else is helping us, you know, bring the next Halo or whatever. I, I absolutely love this. Real quick, uh, before I get to VJ, one thing I got to thank a couple of people. Got quite a few Super Chats. Generous, generous friend of the show. He drops a $5 super chat and says, I was just watching a playthrough uh, 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 a streamer play through a game on easy mode. Yeah, I mean, some people dig it. If You know, I don't think anything's wrong with it. Kirby Louise, generous friend of the show, he drops. A dollar super chance says, the cape feather is still a better power-up than the invincibility leaf in Mario, and if you think otherwise, you are wrong. With, the, with, the, with, the, with the, a tongue sticking out emoji. I mean, listen, how could you argue with that? Dan Lazaro, generous friend of the show, he drops. A five dollars Super gen says Colin is of another one of these PlayStation guys with uh with a hole takes on Twitter. They uh, if they always if they're always insulting everyone and usually have anime profile pics. You know what, dude? I honestly don't. I if they do, you know what? That's news to me. I am gonna say this. He must have got a lot of shit for what he said, and he reiterated what he should have said. And I think that his comments on the easy mode wasn't really aimed upon the players, you know, the gamers of said platform. I think what he was referring to, and I think, again, you, you got read, read his verbatim uh, on it. He said something to the effect, I should have said this. And he was talking about game reviewers, meaning that their opinion would be considered worthless if they played a game on easy, because that's not what the the the, the uh, developer slash producer of game intended the average person to play the game at. They're no, it's, it's supposed to be played at normal. That's what they. If you that's what that again. Whether that's an excuse for him or not, I'm not making one. I'm saying just what yeah. he said.
1: Yeah, he um, walked. He walked back. That is as much as I hate it uh, to do so. He did walk back a bit. Uh, yeah. on his comments yeah he uh did. to to a large extent i do I, I still disagree with him but to there are there is some uh guess points that he that he nah, let me give him credit there are points that he made like, again like if as long as a reviewer is being upfront and honest and going hey man i played this on easy because like real talk uh, horizon has like uh easy the easiest mode is literally like cutscenes if i'm aware it's like so if you're playing that you're not experiencing it. Right, right. So I understand that, but there there's I I, I feel again and I I'm sorry I, I took the room, but yeah, no, you know, fine. we don't know as gamers how reviews are handled and and what is the way about it and, and and like we we don't really see through the veil. That's why I try my best to be like yeah, this is how it works for me. This is my experience. I'm uh, being upfront and open about that. So you guys you have an idea of what what it looks like how, how the sausage is made so yeah
0: yeah and, and, and,
1: anim- and anime pictures gave me a good laugh so god bless you <laughs> whoever <laughs> put that in you made well, my morning that's <laughs> that,
0: yeah i love it uh sin vendetta generous friends of the show welcome back sin now this this is the gentleman that understands anything about hard games he is the soul's freak master and he's good at him uh he drops a very generous ten thousand chances if anyone knows me they know I'm a multiplayer gamer, but when it comes to Halo Infinite, I am all in. I can't wait to play this game. Halo was one of my all-time favorite franchise favorite franchise. Yeah, mine too. It like gets right up there, dude. I I honestly, I'm going all in with this one. I hope that there's special edition controllers, consoles Uh, I got a couple of master chiefs. I just ordered the one from best buy from dark horse where he's shooting at the grappling hook. That's coming soon. I just spent $300 on two, uh, 12 inch, uh, they're like, they're they're like custom, uh, uh, big bad toys. I got them. One is a, of the doom slayer and one is of halo. And, and, and what's crazy is that it's it's from, it's, it's the master chief, but the armor is metal. Uh, it's dope. Uh, well worth the money. Um, and uh, let's see what else we got over here. Oh, Sin Vendetta drops an additional and very generous five dollars super chat. Also, Mister Badbit, how in the world do we get a sixty frames boost in Dark Souls three on the Xbox, and not a sixty frame patch for Bloodborne on PlayStation? That is a question that is making it's my a crime. Friend, he's he's literally crying on the show. He's he's he's, cr- he's, he's weeping, folks.
1: I know. I it's- the frustration <laughs> is there. I'm with you. I'm leading that charge.
0: Oh, I know what's going to happen. It's coming. Uh, yeah. I just got off the phone with Jim. Uh, and oh, said, really? Jimbo? Yeah, Jimbo gave me a call. He said, if the Bloodborne conversation comes up, please let the PlayStation know, community know from me that it's coming, but it's going to be $10. Right.
1: Well, Jim will never lie to me.
0: <laughs> so, there you go. It's going to cost 10 bucks to get the, 10, the 60 FPS on PlayStation 5, which is awful, but you know, Jim didn't really yeah. call. He doesn't know who I am. But anyway, PJ, <laughs> let's get your opinion on this. You know, um, from your perspective of both a fan and uh, being a part of the industry in, in multiple forms in your career, so okay. how do you feel about the way uh, uh, 343 has been handling the information uh, of, uh, uh, you know, for fans who are looking forward to Halo Infinite, specifically in the multiplayer uh,
3: realm? Yeah. Um. All I can say, Boom, uh, is what I've said before. There seems to be a fair amount of um, good public visibility and uh, communication from 343 that's uh, that's gaining traction and, and building positive energy. And uh, I like to say that's the uh, Joseph Stanton effect. Yes, uh, we, I agree. Because we, we saw... <laughs> Funny enough, you know, me, you and I think Archimedes were, were talking about visibility and so on and so forth prior to the to the December um huge sort of um how can I put it uh, blog that was posted um before the end of the year, right, in regards to Halo. And we said, look, long may this continue. So so I think they're doing a great job of that and um and I think uh, it's fantastic, right, as to what fans can expect right from the Halo Infinite uh multiplier segment of the game. And Again, full disclosure—not that I don't enjoy multiplayer games, sort of on occasion—but as you know, I don't engage with Halo multiplayer unless I join, you know, Mr. Tushy's sort of community gaming nights, right, right, every Friday and Saturday. So, so I—I I can't give you any sort of uh, real, you know, sort of fan opinion or gamer's opinion, uh, um, especially when you know I, I feel like a complete novice when I'm reading all the comments in the chat, right, <laughs> regarding uh, Halo. Right? I'm definitely being educated here, right? It's people talking right down to the to the core mechanics of the game and having a discussion over that. So yeah, I, I feel like I'm in kindergarten almost. Um, just, um, but you know. So as I said, I can't give you a real topic, but I just I just hope it's great, right, for everyone looking forward to it because everybody is looking forward to it, yeah. especially since, this anniversary, since it's uh, anniversary anniversary uh, anniversary year. So nonetheless, and as I think Sin Vendetta in, in the community chat is alluding to, I do hope he and I and of course everyone you know enjoy the campaign as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to the whole package boom, and uh, yeah, it should be it should be something special.
1: Yeah, breaking I... news. Yes, sir. That seems pretty darn cool introducing the steam deck launching this december it's the switch we've always wanted this is a steam machine that is a portable pc uh oh really oh, well, there's a jet engine somewhere in the back Who yeah is? yeah sorry about yeah. that
0: that was uh that was <laughs> it's a case it gave me a heart attack
1: yeah it's pretty much a pc switch this thing looks dope, y'all. Can this, you pre-order
0: I'll, it? Is what I want to know.
1: Uh, I want to. It retails, it's going to retail for $3.99. There are you know orders going that live. I mean right,
0: what you're talking about right there is the perfect answer to how you should play, you know, the the equivalent of, of Xbox online the, you know through uh X, the X Cloud or, or, or what do they call it? They call it uh it's a weird, weird name now. It's not. It's yeah. not an XCloud anymore. It's it's Xbox Cloud Gaming. That's what it is, and that's what I would do. That I will buy that just oh, yeah. for that. Uh, that that that's what I w- definitely want to do. So thank you for that. Yeah, real quick, uh, you're gonna appreciate this, uh, Joe. Uh, Popnop uh two not one but two says this is jim's new name jim give me the money ryan i love right. it i love it listen respect listen. that's right that's right Res- respect uh the, 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 the pound because that's where he's he's from you know he's from uh, europe so he appreciates uh pound and it's more money for him so uh good good on him what can i say listen let's get let's get to topic number three folks and uh you know this this comes to us the way of the uh, the digital newspaper known as the guardian who did an interview with Phil Spencer. And you know, what's funny, Joe and I were talking Mm. because we talk on a regular basis outside of the podcast. We actually call each other. He's like my little brother. So of course I want to make sure he's okay. We thought it has been very suspicious Mm. That, uh, that Phil Spencer has been making the rounds. It's it's almost too He's, he's, he's talking too much, almost (laughs) like he's ready to strut his stuff. Now, I don't know if something big is going to happen. I've heard rumors that we could get something big, but I don't know. But anyway, getting back to this candid interview, which is pretty much Phil in a nutshell, uh, where, where it was, it was, you know, there was a lot of things discussed. And I, I actually added it to the show notes already. So if you want to read the interview with the, for, uh, at the Guardian, uh, you can go right ahead. But it's this specific information that we're going to talk about that had me very, very excited. And it's where the next studio acquisition may come from outside of where they typically find new new studios to add to Xbox Game Studios. Now, both uh, Spencer and Matt Booty, um, we're also very clear that if a video game, uh, that, that video games are going to expand their audience into new demographics and territories, they will need to tell new stories, and that will require new types of studios in new places. Now, does this mean Microsoft might purchase a studio in India, Africa, or even South America? Well, here is what Phil Spencer had to say about that. It would actually surprise me if that doesn't happen, says Spencer, just knowing the talent that's available and the tools such as game engines, Unity and Unreal that are so much more accessible. I would be surprised if in the next three to five years you don't see uh, see numerous studios in these places that aren't traditionally hubs for video game development and here is what matt booty had to say on the matter there should be a there there should be a several hundred person studio in one of these territories he says and not for outsourcing or support but a team building whatever the version of the best the best looking blockbuster game may be for that market that is very much our vision uh spencer's mantra now as we know has always been to put the player at the center of business which is ultra important he talks about putting us first now again i'm sure to some extent that other companies do that but more specifically phil has already has always put us first i mean that's how i personally feel so if players still want to play an offbeat uh, type of game or giant narrative adventures they that, that can't translate into multi-year franchises, platform holders must support them. And I think this is what we're going to see happen. Now, the new tools of the contemporary industry, of course, comes to us in the form of streaming from the cloud and, of course, uh, uh, cloud-based subscription models and marketplaces known as Xbox Game Pass. And one of the interesting parts is not just this particular interview. But like for instance, um, Joe and I were talking again before the show about the interview with Greg Miller and that crew over at Kind of Funny. They got to sit down with Phil for about an hour. Which was, if you missed out on it, head over to Kind of Funny and check that out. Uh, I, I it was it was I mean it was as candid. I mean really just listening to Phil, it, he was like one of the guys. Like he was like one of the guys. It was it was it was awesome. Um, but. Here's my question to the panel. Joe, I'm going to start with you. Now, listen, we, we know and we have heard this. And Phil, poor Phil got laughed off the stage You're when right. he said that they want to reach 3 billion gamers, right? Like he, they laughed at him. Even the gaming media, <laughs> they went like this. They pointed at him. Fool, what is he Fool. talking about, right? Yeah. But we know that's not true. We know that they're getting, they, they really have laid down the track in order to make a lot of this happen. They've made some monster changes at Xbox and Redmond. They have 23 studios and growing. Uh, Cloud gaming has become a thing. The Azure servers are powering, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, X cloud. We know that the the, the server blades were just transferred over to the series X. Uh, I mean, they're doing all these different things. We know that they've looked in other regions before. You know, they're going to get a Japan studio. That's almost guaranteed. You know, they're, mm. they're looking uh, potentially, you know, maybe even Germany, which, of course, is where Crytek is. And that's a big conversation yeah. that we're going to have tomorrow on Breakfast with Boom. But to get a studio or two in, in countries or regions like Africa, South America, India, I think that opens up for incredible potential for other ways for stories to be told from different points of view. What What are your thoughts on this?
1: Dude, um,
0: I... So I, first off, check
1: out interview with Phil because it really did sell me more on this guy. I was telling you, uh, boom, Yeah. usually I don't trust no corporate deity type of folks, but this guy, I love how candid he was and personable he was and honestly felt like an actual human being. Um, So to me, it was really telling where, you know, uh, how he how he talked about it as well because this is this is really cool to see a lot of people have been outside the normal realms of europe north america japan have been kind of critical of of a lot of game industry folks like one of them being like jeff keely of uh i remember one guy literally like hacked his ama of just being like hey man you know there's developers in africa here that can use your support as well. Yeah. You know, um, there are there are developers in India, Pakistan as well, as a huge place uh for games. Um in China is going to be pivotal. Uh whether that's I feel unfortunate, but it's going to be something that more studios want to take advantage of, those those uh those opportunities there. So yeah, we're going to get in the in the brands in the grand scheme we're going to have more varied stories through different perspectives through different areas which is really cool like you get that japanese influence and jrpgs and, and and japanese developed games well like i don't know per se what um a uh an uh, uh an Indian or a Pakistani or, you know, a South African developed game wants to look or feel in how their culture resonates with the games that they make. Um, that's a really interesting thing that I think of. Even like like Chinese, like folklore, like we saw with the what is that, the tales of the black something i forget it was is the sun wukong game that looked really awesome it was like a god of war looking game um like you know that's really cool so to me this is actually in some ways more exciting than like a big acquisition because you're really telling people in that area hey this is how much y'all matter to us you're part of this with us and it's something that i always champion is I'd rather see acquisitions of smaller teams. I'd rather see smaller teams that have great talent grow than just buying up these big billion, hundred million dollar deals. I want to see these corporations fund smaller and more ambitious studios. And I I, I like that aspect of it. it. We're going to, gaming's going to get incredibly more broad when it comes to the international, you know, audience. And that's, that's awesome to have. Again, it's kind of just like movies as well. Like you have like your French films, your Italian films. Um, you know, you have your, your, your American Hollywood, uh, you know, blockbusters, um, India is huge for, for Bollywood. Like this is, this is cool to see us grow. And I think this, this is something when thought about should have probably been done earlier, if I'm honest. Uh, because places like India are huge for video games. Yep, places absolutely. like South Africa are huge for games. So, yeah, I love this.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I think it's going to be big for the industry in a, in a in a huge way because obviously, I mean, listen, talent isn't funneled to one location of the world, right? Like, this is a big world, right? So there's talent all over the place, and I would love to see. Uh, and it's and you know what? Listen, Microsoft gets on the ground floor for a lot of things. And some things work and some things don't work. Perfect example is the Zoom, for instance. Now, Mrs. Boom still has it. She got the boom box and everything. I freaking love the Zoom. A lot of people didn't like the Zoom and it failed and they didn't support it anymore. We still support it because we're old. But, I, you know, there's some things that they get into that hit. And X Cloud, uh, uh, you know, the Netflix of gaming known as Xbox Game Pass. These are things that have hit. This is something... I think is m- much more important than we think because it hasn't happened yet. Once it starts hitting, once you start seeing, hey, Team X uh, is is stationed in Egypt and they made this amazing game, you're like, holy shit, this game is incredible. Where are they from? I never heard of the studio. And I'm looking forward to that. Josh, hearing that Matt Booty and uh, Phil Spencer are looking outside of the places that typically we find these studios kind of like uh, Japan, uh, China, uh, that that potentially Africa is is going to bring us some some new some new blood in in development. What what are your thoughts on that? I love it. I I I want to see that uh, that diversity.
2: The because there's so much that's going to come along with it. We've we've started to see this a little bit with some indie games where like different cultures get get uh introduced right and we get we get some different like uh folklore and and things like that 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 it's gonna it it could change things up and 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 the flip side of it to see the potential for you know these smaller studios these less known studios to really accomplish their dream of yes becoming full-time devs and 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 putting their their creation out for for so many more people to see, I mean I, I I'm behind it 100 percent all the way.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I I, lo- I love the idea of creativity being extended to people outside of again where where they normally find these types of talent because talent exists on every uh, corner of the planet. It's just that some of these smaller teams need a ne- they need they need an opportunity to be. Uh, uh, given a platform to, uh, you know, support their dream. And, and the one thing that Microsoft does very well with that is the ID at Xbox, which is run by Chris Charla. And we've seen so many times before that a game that we've never heard of is somehow making its way to Xbox Game Pass, or even to the store for that matter. I, I love it. As a matter of fact, I, I would love to see Microsoft take this in a way where uh, uh, they, they would create not so much a a summer of arcade type of situation but maybe you know a worldwide studios type of a way of showcasing these developers with yes. title x you know mm. like this month we are you know go, we're going into the far reaches of you know south africa and we this team you know made this game and they put them up on the store and you know what i'm saying it's it's, it's those kinds of opportunities that you really you don't really see a lot of the big you, you don't see EA doing it, you don't see Activision doing it, you don't see 2K doing it. You, you certainly see it with Sony to some extent. Nintendo's pretty good with their mm-hmm. indies, but Microsoft seems to be the one, the outlier, at least in my opinion, that goes out of their way for these small developers. And I hope that they do some sort of a you know, you know, outside of America spotlight kind of a deal. Uh you know, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they can start. They can be the uh, the front runners in this. I agree. Yes, Sony and
2: Nintendo and EA and these other companies will take notice. And I, I before we just throw EA completely under the bus. I mean, look at Unraveled. Right? That's a,
0: you know that's a great point. Yeah, you're you're 100 right with that. Unraveled was an amazing game, and the second one's even better because you play co-op. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, no, that, that's, a great, that's a great point. VJ. let's get your opinion on this, sure. brother, because obviously you're a world traveler. Uh, <laughs> you, you've, you've been to different places. Uh, we know that uh, selling a video game is hard. Making a video game is hard. But having a place like Microsoft come, come right out and say, where well, they could have talked about anything uh, our first party studios or, you know, game pass, whatever. They said, no, no, no we, we, you know, again, can't feel being as candid as possible. We have this idea to celebrate
3: other countries. What, what, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I kind of have to be consistent, consistent at the risk of, uh, embarrassing myself publicly, but I'm actually growing quite fond of it. Boom. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, Listen. I, look, I, I believe I said it last year in the midst of discussion in terms of uh, which Western or Japanese developer or publisher uh, Microsoft may acquire. Uh, and I think it was in lieu of um, the Warner Brothers uh, deal, uh, which was no longer on the table. And then um, there was a show after that. And I said, um, you have Idea Xbox surveying on occasion, uh, triangulating their uh, sort of. Predator-like reticule of uh, over probably well over a thousand independent studios, right? That they've worked with. Given that they've what released what two thousand odd games, indie, indie games, um, yeah, uh, on their on on their platform. And perhaps you know some of they will have as I said' their reticule hovering over them and because some of them perhaps are being primed uh, as future candidates for second party deals and who knows what else in the future and not all of those 2,000 studios are in are in America right they're, they're all over the place um, and who who knows where right um, even if the the game is originating in the UK the developers could be anywhere right so I, I, I also mentioned that the EMEA territories uh, in um, Europe, Middle East and Asia territories um, and the likes of uh, India, Singapore and Africa uh, are key emerging territories to invest in since since they are pl- prime locations, right? To help increase not only subscriber numbers but where talent is emerging. And, and I think you're spot on, Boom. You, you just don't know where the next uh, Vincent van Gogh or whatever is gonna, is gonna appear, right? We've, we have no telling um and uh especially when you have like technology um gathering pace and affording opportunities to anybody almost right uh obviously there's plenty of more work to be done um because we see it in the papers every day and some some places don't even have running water still um it's but hopefully you know technology as well as running water will be available to everyone and hopefully it isn't an an, invel- an inevitability. Sorry, but I'm
0: struggling yeah, here. No, no that, that's what <laughs> I, I I agree with you. And, and I, listen, the one thing I have to say that Microsoft has going for them, VJ, yep. is the ability to allow places to take advantage of something like Azure. See, like yep. that is a piece of the puzzle that a lot of us take for granted. A foundation. That Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a big foundation. It's going mm-hmm. to offer the ability for and, and, and you know, real quick, to kind of just jump on this. You know, we talked about this on Tuesday's uh, 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 Xbox Factor podcast on how uh, Microsoft is teaching Japanese developers like Bandai Namco, along with the, de- uh, the indie development community, on how to move from in-office game producing to mm-hmm. working from home. Working yep. remotely. This is something you only find Microsoft doing. And this is another example of them reaching out to, again,
3: non-traditional places that you might find uh, Studio A, B, or C. Absolutely. So, I mean, just to sort of tack on to what you're saying, you only have to look through the credits of uh, Microsoft or Sony's blockbusters, right? And that they themselves outsource to India, China, Malaysia, yes, they do. Singapore. And the Emirates, I believe, for for a numerous amount of years, Um, maybe even the last several years. Uh, but what Phil I think is well aware and preempt we're well aware of and preempting and what I've been saying is that in due course, whether we like it or not, the statistical and analytical data will show the demographic of Game Pass units is going to change perhaps dramatically. Not not just in terms of subscriber numbers, but in terms of the types of games that will be created. Populate Game Pass for an emerging audience, and uh, that I, I, you know, and on that emerging audience, I don't quite have a read on yet. And changes will occur, especially as and when Game Pass really begins to hit uncharted territory in terms of subscribers. Today, I would hazard a guess, and it's just a guess, boom, that like 80 to 90 percent of gamers. Even though you know we disagree on occasion amongst ourselves, uh, are the target audience for the content that Microsoft or Xbox Studios, I should say, uh, are creating or curating, right? Via Xbox, uh, via their own studios and from third parties over the next three to five years, Xbox are, for me, taking steps to just sow the seeds of inevitable change uh as diplomatically as possible and that for me at least means that categorically at some point in time we the majority will become the minority and uh, you know i'm not trying to sort of uh debbie downpour on this but I, d- I don't know what the content pipeline and landscape will look like uh in the future when we the first founding and most supported 25 million subscribers the backbone i should say and i'm just using this example number right i don't know the threshold you know become 25% of the user base, right? When there's 100 million subscribers, 12.5% of the user base are 200 subscribers. And if I'm, if my maths are correct, uh, and they might not be, 5% of the user base, if Xbox uh, re- or Game Pass reaches 500 million subscribers, um, I mean perhaps these numbers, la- big numbers, don't seem plausible, attainable, or possible, or realistic to us today. It's, it's hard to see the roadmap, right? But that's not what Xbox, as you say are telling their shareholders at AGMs, correct me if I'm wrong, the question is how important or significant are we as gamers at that point in time, or will we slowly be remodified or reprogrammed as as gamers? And I've seen it happen, right? That's... And I guess that's what marketing, even within politics, is all about. It's a step-by-step and stage-by-stage process where you transform people and get communities used to an idea before moving to the next segment of the plan. And if you're faced with too much change, you know you see pushback, right? And you've seen that in 2013 with the Xbox One. So remodification of human behavior without us even realizing is, is what – I think is, is kind of also happening with the way that Xbox and Phil and any corporation is doing right now. They want to keep everybody on side because they don't know. I mean, like you say, they've got the foundation in place, but exactly where it's going and what will happen longer term, I, I, I really don't know. And I like, and I can hear people saying, "We want that won't ever happen, you know, um, we won't ever do that. And so on. But before you know it, it, it becomes a normal part of life and you hear people saying, remember what it was like. You only have to go, we mentioned Japan, look at Japan, you know, once the leaders in bombastic arcade game cabinets, right, which I'm sure everybody, you know, sort of used up a chunk of change in those machines, home console hardware design and a nation full of software development powerhouses, and now we look at it, right, and, you know, once a territory that, you know, it was 25% of Sony's hardware sales, 25 to 30% is less than 8%, right? And most of the top creative talent once upon a time pretty much all worked or wanted a career in video gaming companies uh, we're all familiar with. Uh, And in the midst of decline of video game console hardware sales for whatever technological, i.e. the emergence of phones, cultural, economical reasons, talent that was once covered once covered to the job in the console game industry, diversified and migrated to making content for mobile games, pachinko slot machines, and other sort of forms of entertainment industries. So the public still furiously game in Japan and China, as Mr. Badbit was mentioning, but not as much as on console and uh or as much as we do on console i guess in the west it's more so via tablet and phone so yeah I think- they're, they're
0: play, they're play, they're, they they're have transitioned yeah. over to mobile which is why microsoft is going to find the big yeah. win over there yeah.
3: yeah well so i think this is all kind of um falling into phil's ideas and plans uh, as i said, i don't know what the landscape would look like but I'm, I'm very mindful that we become the minority in the future, but. However, Xbox decide to expand and optimise their sort of pretty lofty objective of plans and, and uh, longer term. I hope they continue to invest, as Josh was saying, a, a healthy amount of uh, of our monthly subscription fees, if, if need be, right into the sort of initiatives that uh, Phil's talking about, and into the sort of content that inevitable, us minority hardcore section of gamers, we want to see continue, regardless of uh, the demographic change in Game Pass in the longer term. Yeah, no,
0: I absolutely agree with you, and I think you brought some excellent points. Uh, real quick, before we move on to the last topic, and this is the best one of the show. And again, you, you can't give you guys you know, the, 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 triple a banger at the beginning. Cause then no one stays for the end. So here we All go. Right. All right. right. Slow your roll on that word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go. I got, you. I got Joe trigger. Uh-huh. I said banger. Oh no. Uh-huh. I, I, you know what? I, I, you know what we have to, you know, what we have to do Joe. We have What's to that? have a banger swear jar. So every time we say it, yes. $5 has got to go in there. Bam, bang in I, there, I and at the that. end, at the end of each month, we pick a winner and we buy we we buy someone a game. How about that? that that's, that's, oh that's, that's, that's a banger of an idea, honestly. Yeah, oh. listen, to, the the B word. It's it, it's 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 becoming that the, the B word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sin Vendetta. My goodness, we dropped an additional ten dollars super chat. And speaking of that kind of funny interview, my favorite part was Phil Spencer mm. on the relationship with Miyazaki and from mm-hmm. software and the respect he has for that developer. It made me happy to hear that listen I, I, I'm gonna throw you I'm gonna throw you a little bit of a tidbit okay now I think there's something to that conversation. Oh okay and mm. I thought it was so much so that I mm. spent last night making a thumbnail which I thought could potentially happen <laughs> jo- made Joe cry and I wasn't gonna share this with the it, class. it made
1: me internally scream. But I'm going to sh- I'm
0: going to share. Now again folks, this this I don't have this on good authority. This It's just a really, feeling in your gut. It was a feeling in the belly and it was it's 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 a what if it happens. So because right. you have to be on top of these things when they happen to beat out the uh, algorithm known as YouTube, I had something prepared. I'm going to share with the class. Are you ready for this folks? Now this is not happening. It could happen, but this is what yeah. I was thinking. In Joe's worst case acquires, scenario. Acquire Square <laughs> Enix, <Lennox>, changing <laughs> gaming forever. That's the thumbnail I'm going to hold on to. I'm going to hold it tight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: going to hold that one tight, folks. Because yeah.
1: uh, it could happen. How much money would you have? What, how much money would you have on
0: that? Oh man, that's 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 like maybe a ten percent kind of a thing. You know, you, 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 you think ten percent because something big yeah. is going to happen. We we don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh I know jokes aside. Again, you know, it was just for fun. I, I you know, I, I make a lot of thumbnails that no one ever sees. I figured, what the heck? Let me share that with the class. But let me get to the JC Cla- uh, uh, Carlomore drops a very generous uh, two dollars. of Jen says. Want to see I want to see the that fourth stimulus check. I love the show. Yeah, you know what? So do I. I. I think we all deserve it. A government yeah. taking so much from us. Let's take a little back from one the more man. Biden
1: buck wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I want an OLED TV, damn it. You know
0: what? Joe, I think you're onto something here, brother. I, yeah. I, I you know what I just bought a TV a couple of years ago, but I think it's time to get that. Uh, the the, the 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 you know the big one. You know what I'm saying that everyone is always talking about. What, what was that? Is that what's the best TV for gaming right now? Is it is LG it the, uh, C1? Yeah, is I it, think yeah, it's what a lot of people the, are, the are C, getting C the C7 or CX7 mm-hmm. or whatever. It is. Yeah, I may I may have to get down with that. Uh, Adam Harris, uh, welcome Adam. He drops a three dollars up chance. Shout out to Boom in the panel. Hit that banger button.
2: <laughs> I love it. That's great. He's Joe. Hi Joe. See
3: Joe. you later,
0: Joe. Have a, have a nice day, Joe. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Listen, Joe, don't leave now. This is the best topic of All the right, show. Here okay, we go. Okay, good, good, good. Here we go. Okay, listen, folks. Um, you know there is a particular gentleman that does not follow me. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little hurt. I follow him and I listen to everything he says because I think he's an an amazing pe- person within the community. He doesn't consider himself an Xbox insider, but I think he, you know, he's 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 a little uh, he's a humble man and of course i'm talking about friend of this community clobriel and he updated his uh list for xbox first party for 2021 2022 2023 and 2024 and beyond and i thought because you know there there's, been, there's been not a lot of news i thought it was worthy of a conversation because quite frankly just looking at this now, these are just... Remember, we're getting into just first party here, folks. The list is astoundingly incredible. And a lot of these games we've seen, and we know you know what to kind of expect and look forward to. So I'm going to break down the future of Xbox for first party. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring it into today's conversation is because the entire last generation, there were many in this community, many Xbox purists who love the brand we're asking where are the microsoft first party games where are these games we sony's have all these incredible first party AAA games why don't we have them on xbox and there was a reason for that folks they they just could not produce those types of games with the current six studios they had and of course we're talking pre E3 2018 now post E3 2018 there's been a huge upswing 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 in You know, studios and games announced, and the talent making said games. So here is the, and I'll read the list, and we'll get everyone's opinion on it in the chat Mm -hmm. as we close in on four hundred people here. Um, here is what we are getting as Xbox game players. Mind you, every one of these games, Xbox Game Pass. That's that's something to be a part of the conversation. Halo Infinite, Psychonauts Two, Age of Empires Four, and Forza Horizon Five. Honestly. Not a bad year, uh, to be oh. quite honest with you, when you bookend it with Halo Infinite and For the Horizon 5. Now, granted, these these games, this particular 2021, is not including the uh all of the, the second party and indie games coming like The Ascent, like Scorn, like uh Tunic, or you know, like 12 Minutes, all of these games uh that are gonna be coming out. Uh, So so that's what he has for 2021. This is what he has for 2022. Now, remember, this isn't an official list. This is his opinion. So don't take it as gospel. But he gives a general idea of what he thinks is landing and where it's going to land. 2022 has Starfield. As Dusk Falls, Grounded 1.0, Forza Motorsport, Redfall, Project Mara by Ninja Theory, World's Edge Project that has not been announced, and two, Forza Horizon 5 DLCs, plus rounding that out is Deathloop in 2022. Right? Now, for 2023, folks, this is where we get a little crazy. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. If this 2023 comes to fruition, (laughs) you're going to have to quit your day job to catch up on all these games because, my God, there's a lot of them. His list consists of Ghostwire Tokyo, Perfect Dark, Rares Everwild. Now, that one's a little questionable because what we understand from Rares, they kind of went back and, they, and, and they, in, to the drawing board with Everwild because they kind of didn't know what kind of game they had and they had to make a game that's a game, right? So it, I, I'm hoping it's Breath of the Wild meets Rares, you know, ar- ar- take, you know, very ar- artistic take on things. Uh, Senua Saga, Hellblade 2, Avowed compulsion games new ip which is supposed to be a bioshock meets uncharted the coalition project which is supposed to be the smaller unreal engine 5 project double finds new ip now apparently uh uh, josh uh, uh, sawyer at obsidian is working on a very unique solo project that should be coming as well he says this and this is pretty interesting Again, this is not fact. This is just his opinion, and I like it. Halo Infinite ODST type of of game. I say yes, please, because I loved uh, Halo 3 ODST. Loved it. It was so different than any other Halos. Yes, please, again. And he says something new for Minecraft that they're working on currently. It's a new project with Minecraft. Now, what that is, he doesn't specifically say. And this is what he has for 2024 and, of course, beyond. He has hmm. Fable, State of Decay 3, Gears Next, The Elder Scrolls 6, The Outer Worlds 2, Indiana Jones Project, and the one, he says one, but I think there's two, In Exile AAA RPGs, as well as the Zenimax Online Project. Joe, this. Look, I know this is just uh, you know a guy's list. We know that we know all these games exist. Like for most of them we can we can confirm, yeah, they showed at one point or another, either it was last year, this year, or we've heard interviews. Yeah. This is this is a monster list of games. And what's sure. what's what's insane and what is very exciting is this is just first party. Yeah. Right. And there are literally so many games that if something slips, no one's gonna really care. If something gets you know you know done quicker, it gets moved up. But they did say that they wanted one AAA type of experience per quarter. It looks like that we might get it. What are your thoughts on this? I'm excited.
1: Um, I, I, I'm excited by this news because th- that's the reason why they're going on the you know they're they're not done. It's acquisition season. Blah blah blah. Uh, is because of this. They you know they want to make sure that devs have time to make their games while hitting this one game per quarter. And I think it's a really smart move for Microsoft to do. It also <clears throat> uh, gives me uh it, it, it gives me thoughts of of just letting letting these devs take their time on each one of these games and how Microsoft is going to actually manage it. I think that is, that is going to be, that is going to be the, the impossible task. It's like, let's be honest, guy, this is, this is huge. Like managing a studio is, is insane. Now imagine, you know, handling, you know, 20 plus with individual teams at that studio. There's so much to do. So I, I, I like the idea here. I really do. I want to see how it, how it comes to fruition. Another question, guys, do you want to start? A Steam Deck podcast because I'm all about this thing and I'm seeing it and boom. Let me tell you, I don't think you need to switch OLED. I'm I'm telling you right here, right now, this <laughs> thing's the future, man. I just I just saw it. Can I theoretically tell you the you could play Game
0: Pass on it? Theoretically, that's well, theory. I mean, I, I, that's what I would buy. But I I, I pulled up a, a story from our good friends of the channel, Video Games Chronicles. They said the Steam Deck starts. At $399 with increased Sold. storage options available, folks. This is where it gets pricey. I'm going for the I'm going for gold, folks. I'm going oh, for going the gold. $529 and $649. <laughs> Let's do it. Pour me one. I'm poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'll find the a way. Reservations open July 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, Jesus. Did, I got a day to find $500, Boo. I, I mean, I don't think you got to pay for it up front. It's more like oh, a pre order, but I don't, but I'm, mean, I'm, I don't yeah. know where you're going to pre order it. I Listen, if they sell it, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to tell you that Let right me, now. I'll sell my Switch. Oh, you know what? Dude? Nah, that's how little I wouldn't I I sell it. my Switch because I have literally 60 games in cart form. So I'd be kind of shooting myself in the foot, Fair. but I'll I figure it away. I mean, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the corner is always available down the block, you know. <laughs> You know, whatever I got to do to make the money, I'll do I it. I can just see you on the corner showing a little leg. <laughs> wow. now, you know what? You don't want these these hairy legs, bro. Forget about it. You're going to run away if you see that. Anyway, Joe, I, I mean, listen, this is – yeah. You mentioned you made mention of something that a lot of people take for granted, the managing aspect of this many games. And I got to be honest with you, it makes sense that they kept – Bethesda the way they are. Matt Booty has enough on his plate, right? You know yes. what I'm saying. And yes. obviously Todd Howard and and the crew over there they're very, they, you know they're professionals. That's why I think whatever they go for next might be another publisher to kind of not drop all of this into Booty's lap like that. Because man, that's yeah. that, that's a lot of games. But I mean, I, I put it to this way: the, the the future is exciting for Xbox. Absolutely, and that's even like
1: when when I think about future acquisitions for PlayStation as well, like. I think of Sumo Digital. They they have eight studios there, yep. and if if you know if you if you just literally say, "Hey, listen, gang," um, w- you know, we just want to look at your portfolio. We're not going to necessarily dictate, <coughs> excuse me, uh, when these games come out or what whatever have you. That's that you're 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 publishing this. You know what I mean? So you know, take the responsibility off you for a little bit, and I. I don't think that's any problem whatsoever. So, you know, yeah, I, I think which, you're right, man.
0: Yeah, you know which is another publisher that I absolutely love, uh Devolver Digital. Yeah. Are they are they not just incredible? I mean,
1: dude, they they're also a really special one cuz they are very like anti, you know, uh they're,
0: they're the anti-establishment. Yeah, they are. That's a great point. That's a you great way, yeah, great point. They yeah. they certainly are. But I mean, listen, whatever they're going to do, all I can tell you is that this list in front of us is is just first party uh, and that's good on two fronts one that's a lot of games uh from first party but more so you're gonna get these see they're gonna basically pull a playstation see the one thing that had made playstation so uh the brand so valuable is because in between these big triple a bombs has been these smaller second-party and third-party games. Even like the Indies, when they gave a shit about Indies, they don't care now, but when they cared about Indies, it really rounded out their ability to give you a big game from their first-party catalog, but also surround that game with smaller uh, titles that were, of course, only available on the PlayStation, you know, experience, and and I, and I think that may, maybe Microsoft might have seen what has made you know Sony so successful, and might take a, a page right out of their book for sure. Josh, uh, before I get to you, Reggie Mobile Nine drops a very generous five dollars. Jen says, "Great show, boom." BJ Bedbit and Josh you're helping me make it through this slow work day. Yeah, listen, dude, if anyone's working outside. I am. Te- I feel terrible for you here with yeah. the heat index. It's 103 in New York. And you know what I say? I'll say this right now. I'm not going to curse. F you summer. Get out of here. Let's get to the fall already. I can't wait for August mm-hmm. to come and go because yeah, That's right. I, I, I'm done with this. This heat Hey, mother um,
1: nature. Guess, guess what finger I'm holding up?
0: Yeah. You know what? Guess I know what, what you're holding up. One. I don't know if she does, but you, you know what? Read between the lines. That's what yeah. I say. Um, right. Josh, let's get your opinion on this. This is a monster list. Of games. And what's interesting about this particular list is a lot of these games are known to us. Like we know these games exist, we know they're in active development. My God, the next three to four years of Xbox gaming is going to be insane. What are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, just
2: Xbox doesn't have games.
0: Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, right. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm, no, I'm... it's it's really going to come to Xbox has too many games, and <laughs> yeah. I need a life because it, it I just, can't play them all.
2: That that's really going to be the 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 narrative, I believe. And I mean, if 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 they do acquire one more major <laughs> major studio, like ha- yeah, you're going to need Game Pass just to be able to uh, just sample each game in the buffet because yeah. you're not going to have time to uh, to complete anything, and i love i love that list i love i love the idea of another odst style game like Ah, me too i love it i i I hope we still see more from halo wars honestly i Mm -hmm. i I hope that doesn't go away or just become uh forgotten flesh out gears give it some time like let's get let's let's i want to see franchises from from xbox be talked about like the playstation franchises i'm not saying that they need to you know one-to-one like xbox I agree. needs their last be their boss. own thing not that's not what i'm saying at all but like that when when to see games like like halo perfect dark gears be contenders for game of the year right yes. to and and when that happens we all win right the gamer wins because It's going to force, it's going to force Sony to put out better games. It's going to force Nintendo to put out better games, third parties, all the, all the above. And we win there. So what I see most from this list is that Xbox is here to stay and they're here to shake things up and they're here to get more subscribers to game pass because who does not want to play all those games
0: for $15 a month? Yeah, there you go I mean that's a, that, that's a fantastic point and uh yeah I mean listen it, it, it's it's an exciting time folks this is this is what we've been asking for this is what we have been waiting for Microsoft has listened and we're gonna get games in spade and again the, the old joke is you know you know we, we talk about it Xbox has no games there is really going to come a point where God damn it they have too many games and I don't have enough time and look I'll be honest with you I'm retired folks. And I don't even have enough time because I produce four shows. So sometimes, most times, Gaming takes a back seat. And that's that's just life. But you know what? I'm not complaining. I'm loving life. Uh VJ, before we get everyone out of here, brother, let me thank Sin Vendetta again for the outstanding and additional. $5 super chat and he says, boom, you have to pray for me then because I always listen to your podcast while I service, oh, God, service pools outside in a 100 degrees. You know what you need to do? You need to go over to someone's house and say, listen, I'm going to service your pool, but I have to test it out to make sure it works and jump right in the pool. That's what I would do, even with your sneakers on. And you tell them tough titty because that's what the great and late Richard Pryor would tell you. Um... VJ this is an incredible list yep. this is a list that screams we heard you what are your thoughts on the next three to four years for Xbox fans
3: um uh, we, we've talked about Xbox boom and uh, sort of the embarrassment of riches that they have right on offer or <laughs> or they're teasing us with and uh, look it's, it's just an opinion here I, I saw the list and I, I know it's nothing official but um, I, I just was concerned a little bit about the message it's um Not in terms of the content, that's all fantastic, but it's like a very aggressive set of of release dates. Uh, I I think the panel and uh, the community in the chat are, are, are very well versed, right, in the trials and tribulations and how arduous and stressful and messy game development can be and often is. Not to mention, you know, the transition in hardware generations and game engines requiring years of development to take to take um advantage of the new hardware and unreal 5 you know still to be completely optimized Um, and and all of this you know i mean it's all foreign talk to me and how you know ai is perhaps going to be implemented into game development processes going forward so guess what i'm saying is that there is a lot of unknowns and of course lots of exciting uncharted territory I, i think this is where sometimes on social media, right, uh, have a field day. And, um, you know, when they have a slightly diluted concept of, what is actually happening behind closed door, closed doors, and then discharge somewhat unhelpful information? Uh, there, there's there's no getting away from the fact, boom, that those games do, or perhaps the majority of. them, I haven't read through all of them, but I, I read the popular ones that sort of meant something to me. That they're in the works, right? Because they've been announced, um, and uh, Josh mentioned, you know, Perfect Dark and uh, and so on and so forth. So. Uh, So as I say, boom, we know the content is arriving, but for me, uh, Microsoft um, are straddling the path they're currently on, which is capitalizing on failure. And it's a powerful place to come from, and I've explained so many times as as to why, so I won't go into that. And they won't put pressure on studios this phase or time around in their investment profile since they are surely gathering you know, analytical data on how 20 through, 23, is it 23? Let's just go with 23. Yeah, for.
0: there's 23 for right now, yes. Yeah,
3: 23 different studios, very vastly different, very very uh, have very different foundations and processes and so on and so forth. And for Microsoft, I, I think that for me, that's a huge advantage, right, in terms of, about observing from a production level right uh, we talked about matt booty and and obviously he's probably got a huge team of producers under him right and they can now analyze and gather analytical and analytical data, as I was saying, about how different studios conceive games, craft them, and develop games. Uh, so they themselves, you know, at, at management level, can learn and and identify how good or great and profitable content is created and what works and what doesn't. And and longer term, there will be a churn in the studios, and uh, it happens. It's it's part of the course, and Phil has alluded to, and I don't have any issues with that either. And and changes in how. Uh, the ones that deliver and thus survive, progress, and operate will be down to uh, many, as I say, Xbox gaming studio producers. And it's and it's all on their shoulders at the end of the day. Matt Booty can only do what he can with the information that's given to him, right? He's not going to go and um, sort of um, investigate every single, you know, um, uh, report that's given to him. And based on those producers, and I always talk about how important producers are, Boone. Uh, how critical they are right and how difficult and uh, few and far between they are in terms of capabilities experience and and, uh, and vision and those guys uh, will make changes right in, in order to um become more calculating predictable and, and prolific and uh, right now xbox even with billions and billions and billions uh sorry we're running out of billions here um uh, uh, being invested is is a medium-term investment mode for them. It's not. I don't think they've hit the heights in terms of how much they, they they're prepared to spend. And um, and you mentioned the Azure servers. I'd hate to think how much money is being invested in that, right? And um, and again, you know, learning and discovering leads to practical, tactical, and profitable processes in the future. And that's all fine. No issues unless it begins to impinge on creativity or the time afforded to creative and discovery phase of development. That's why I have sometimes I have an issue with people predicting the years when when these games are coming out. I hope Xbox stick to their promise, right, and don't change their approach um, in the future or longer term, as they sometimes inherently and historically do, that the community has to help keep Xbox in check. That's why I think channels like this are absolutely, and I say it and people, there's not tongue-in-cheek or anything, it's super important that there are voices like yours and the and the people that are allowed to come on as, as panel members or guests, right, that have this say that Xbox can clearly hear what the anticipation, what the perception is. And I, and I say this as I'm somewhat really perturbed by Sony's nickel and diming of it, of its customers over its $10 upgrades. I I understand game development is more expensive than ever before, and I'm always happy to sort of support Sucker Punch and developers of that ilk, right? And But I'm on the fence on this one, and, and I don't really want to put any – energy into into sort of uh, investigating as to why, you know, Sony are doing this. I I would hope Xbox remain committed to above all, regardless of when these games are come out, boom, to uh, innovation and category, categorically speaking, right, for the long term, uh, rather than sort of spread, spread spreadsheet-based deliveries, hence why I hesitate to support, you know, such takes on, on, on release takes. I think I think the unfolding of events at 343 in the last year have been, uh, been a revelation and a blessing in disguise, a learning moment for Phil and his team. And as, and it's important to learn from those things. And as I say, such aggressive dates are counter to what I want to read about Xbox. And that's just me; it's just my opinion. I mean, you know, I, I understand the joy and the ecstasy, right, of knowing that there's so many games coming there. But we know that, right? And just to close out on two positive things, uh, the schedule mentioned reveals to me, at least. Uh, it's the diverse sort of array of content being developed for Xbox. Hopefully, as I say, in embarrassments of riches in terms of quality as well. And, and secondly, to cement how far Xbox have come uh, since 2018, announcing all those studio purchases. And, and they're proceeding. And I think this is the most important thing, Boom. It's not about Xbox has games, has no games, has games in development, has games coming soon. It's not about that. What it is, Boom, for me, is about Xbox uh, uh, looking at why people have a distaste distaste for Xbox or, or actually we know there's a huge percentage of people still out there that haven't turned or aren't being turned and, and you need to observe them to understand why so you can counter it and it's just basic business principles and for me what Xbox are pursuing and what lists like this do um, and, and shows like this what what they do do to explain even though we're excited but if you read between the lines what, what Xbox fans are saying and uh, uh, it's fact is that what they're doing is that T- together with Microsoft, as well as the community, it's it's proceeding to, how can I put this, dilute the perceptions many still have of Microsoft. And um, as long as they continue to do that, uh, I'll be really, really happy.
0: I absolutely agree, and I think you're definitely onto something. Well, listen, folks,
3: we got to all four
0: topics today, and we had a lot of fun getting there Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it enough to hit the like button. Uh, if you do, uh, if you're new to the channel, of course, like I said earlier, please, uh, consider subscribing. Uh, this is the channel that's dedicated to, uh, keeping the conversation going with you. Uh, that's why I do four shows per week. Again, two Xbox shows, Tuesdays and Thursdays, which next week we're giving away, uh, a Design Labs controller. Two of them, as a matter of fact, uh, one each day. And all you gotta do is show up. Show up and we'll uh, put you into the picker, uh, you know, throw a comment in there. We know that you're around and uh, we'll pick a winner. Uh, my, Mrs. Boomstick and myself love doing this. And uh, it was, again, her idea from the, uh, from, you know, from, uh, you know, from the beginning. And she's always been uh, really at the cornerstone at the giveaways, especially on this channel. And uh, like I said, uh, if you like content that covers everything, this is the channel for you. You don't get negativity. What you will get is. You get a little edgy boom every now and again when I talk about something serious like the bullying nonsense that went on. But for the most part, we sit here, we laugh, we talk about video games, we have fun. And if you enjoy having fun, well, this is probably the channel for you. Let's get to the outros. Joe, we're going to start first with you. You just put out the new episode of the Trophy Room. And thankfully, for the love of Jehovah, Jim Ryan didn't screw you like he's been doing. Luckily, that's not the case.
1: Luckily, we're, we're good. This week, I like the week sometimes where there's not the big news break-in. That Kyle and me can just sit down and chat and, you know, it's not... There's nothing on the line, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, this week, we're talking about Kojima. Not even yeah. Kojima likes the director's cut phrase. <laughs> we talk about how there could be more coming. Uh We talk about our top games of 2021 so far we're seven months in this year isn't that nuts there's been so many great games and kyle got his hands on uh the first impressions of uh where the heart leads which is a cool little indie nice. uh, that we talk about as well so yeah all that on the trophy room i'll play podcast I very much encourage everybody give us a check uh yep. check a look at us uh, click whatever the case may be, the Trophy Room show on YouTube, the Trophy Room uh, show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your RSS feed or your podcast service of choice, check us out there. And you know what I just realized, Boom? What's Where that? this camera's angled, I look like the neighbor from Home Improvement. <laughs> Where you're just seeing my eyes. I thought it was. I
0: thought it was just me because I'm looking at the bottom. When I, there you go. Hi, Hi
1: everybody. Oh, I need to fix the angle of this camera. It probably
0: moved last night when I was moving around. So. Yeah. I, I
2: well, thought you were going full Nick Murks. That's what I thought was happening. Right there. <laughs> you can see the top part of
0: his head, but you know something's coming out of his mouth. I love it. How? Well, Joe, listen again. Obviously, look, folks. I don't say this because he's on the show. I say it because it's the truth. Uh, there are a lot of uh, really negative podcasts regarding PlayStation out there and his is man, certainly man. not one of them. It is a Dude, fun channel.
1: Real talk. We like we talked about how my you know Phil Spencer came out he's like hey man I like the dual Sense. maybe we'll do something uh with it or
0: whatever. And, he, and they should. And, they 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 should innovate for sure.
1: And we have an awesome conversation that's not like look at uh PlayStation you should do the Xbox steals like we don't do any of that it's, it's stupid it's nonsense like kyle just w- we talk about him having an xbox series x he just got one last week you know nice. so it's it, we're we like games we talk about playstation we love all games and all platforms that's our our goal you may not always uh, like you agree with our opinions because how can you? We're all so different people, but yeah, hopefully appreciate the fact that no, we're not here to do like why you know seven reasons why Xbox is dead and why
0: PlayStation's cool. it's like we don't do any of that—that's <laughs> that's that's dumb, dumb nonsense to me. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. It's great to have you a part of the show. Uh, real, real quick, Sin Vendetta, who has just been blessing me left and right. He drops an additional, very generous five dollars chat and says, "Boom, are we doing a banger jar?" goodbye joe see you later (laughs) i love it it's great josh listen sell your brand or at least one of your thirteen thousand shows that you have uh talk about it uh you're a big part of this show we're glad to have you each and every week uh last week you missed out because you're basically your your router took a dump my my whole
2: internet did yeah my whole internet was gone
0: well you're back and we appreciate it talk about your channel talk about your streaming talk about the halo podcast that you've been doing and uh, whatever else you got going on
2: yeah we've put together like the voltron of content creators for the halo infinite podcast it's a bunch of a bunch of creators some old friends some new friends and we're just we're just having a good time it's like the good old days honestly like we're getting in we're i'm the butt of almost all the jokes so if that's (laughs) something that interests you jump into the community you can start making fun of me as well and it we're just having a great time it's like it just feels like gaming is fun again and that's does. uh, and and the and the, the the creation aspect of it doesn't feel like a chore it's just pure joy so halo infinite podcast we're everywhere You want to jump in the Facebook group? You want to jump in the discord? You want to jump? I mean, everywhere. TikTok farmers only we're everywhere. So I'm just kidding. No farmers only, but uh, uh, yeah. And then you can follow me everywhere at N64 Josh. And I, I love being here. I'm so grateful to be able to sit and, and chat with you guys. And it's a blast. So thank you so much.
0: Well, we love having you, brother. You're definitely an in- integral part of the show and glad to have you each here each and every week. And last and no way least, the smartest man in the room that really does know a thing or two about how to put a sentence together. VJ, tell everyone about what other <laughs> shows you're on. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media?
3: Sure. Um <clears throat> Um, it's funny, Boone, when I, when I take a pause during my answers to to the questions you pose, it's uh, so sort of um, gravely quiet. I feel I may have either put everyone to sleep, been slung off the show, and my internet's been cut off. <laughs> but um, so anyway, you know, in the future, feel free to cough, flatulate, or bang a drum on occasion just to let me know I still have an audience. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, I was going to say Tuesday, Tuesday last, well, 48 hours ago was my one-year anniversary on the show. So thanks for nice. me, So thanks for putting me up, putting up with me for so long. Boom, it's much appreciated. And thank you everyone else. And uh, you can find me at uh, Viewpoint Gaming on Twitter or on uh, Stubbs Midweek Gaming on, on on Wednesdays. I think it's uh, what is that 5 p? No, uh, yeah, five uh, five p.m. Eastern stand uh, Eastern Standard Time. So yeah, thanks again, Boom.
0: Well, thank you for being here, brother. And of course, we're going to close out the show. With so, uh, first of all, I got to thank all the super chats came in. I mean, my God, it is just incredible. The generosity allows us to do these contests. Obviously, you know, you don't make a lot of money on YouTube, folks. Otherwise, everyone would do YouTube. So the the super chats and the channel memberships, which are everything's been you know re- reactivated, uh, are greatly appreciated. If you want to join the channel, it's five or ten dollars a month. I don't have any real perks for it. I'm going to be honest with you outside of you getting four shows. If you want to support the channel that way, if you're not into dropping super chats and you want to do something different, the channel membership is the way to go. And there's two tiers, only two tiers. um, And of course it would be greatly appreciated. And of course when you drop super chats in, it's even more appreciated. And of course I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day folks, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. (laughs)